Hello, friend. My name is Denise Renner. I am so excited about this program today, and I'm so grateful that you have chosen to spend this time with me. We're talking about the power of rejoicing. It is so important that we understand the power that we have on the inside and that we don't have to just be overcome by everything from the outside that comes against us or that we struggle with, but that we have a great power on the inside, the Holy Spirit, and that he produces an amazing characteristic called joy. And that's what I want to talk to you today about. You know, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16, two small words, just two small words. Rejoice always. Rejoice always? Always? Rejoice always? You know, when I read that for the first time, I thought, rejoice always. Rejoice always? Are, are they serious that we're really supposed to rejoice always? How can we rejoice always? Well, friend, I think that the Holy Spirit is raising the bar on all of us that we are to be more loving, that we are to be more forgiving, that we are to be more patient and I'm understanding through this study that we need to be rejoicing more. You know, when you're around a person who's joyful, you want to be around that person. And joy is contagious. It lifts up people around that person who's joyful. And so in studying this, preparing this for you, I am looking at my own life and how much I really rejoice in my life. And it's about rejoicing on purpose. You know, I told you before that many years ago, I was kind of, my personality's kind of melancholy. And, and uh, my dad, when I'd come to the breakfast table, he would say, well, here comes the old bear to the breakfast table again. And it's because I just was kind of, kind of melancholy. Well, God's worked on my character a lot since then. But a few years ago, I started to understand that I needed to do something about my attitude in the morning. Well, I knew the verse that said, rejoice. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Well, I thought, okay, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Well, that would mean that this God made this day and that I'm going to rejoice in it. So I thought, well, okay. And I got out of bed. I went to the mirror and I just looked at the mirror and I just said to myself, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I had to say it about five times, but I did uh, say that verse and it did have an impact on my life. And I did start rejoicing 
And so saying this verse, it started making a change in my attitude. And I went to the kitchen and instead of like, mm, I was smiling, I was asking some, you know, my family, what can I do for you? And, and just that countenance of joy, joy is so powerful. Actually, the Bible says in Nehemiah that the joy of the Lord is my strength. So when you choose joy, you choose strength. Well, before we get started, I just want to say, if you have any prayer needs, please let us know how we can pray for you. And if you would like to write your response to us, we'd like to know what God is doing in your life. And actually, I have a testimony here of a woman who was listening to the program and it says, all glory to God for his healing power. While I was watching the live broadcast, the inflammation in my mouth and on the tongue stopped. Also, I had inflammation in my neck and it is gone. I even heard my neck bones crunching. Hallelujah, God, God was moving through a word of knowledge. And this woman, she took it. God was talking to her. God cared about her. And so she said, that's me. That's my situation. And I am going to take that. And you know what God did? He healed her body. That's the power of your faith. When you recognize, when you hear a word of knowledge, that's me. That's me. I take it. That's me. I take it. And, and the power of the Holy Spirit through, through your faith and the encouragement of that word of knowledge manifest in your body through healing. And that's exactly what we just read in that testimony. So please let us know your responses. Um, so I want you to turn in your Bibles with me to Philippians chapter 4. Verse 4, Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. And um, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, Rejoice. Well, at this time, the Apostle Paul, he's in a horrible prison. I've told you about it before. Many scholars say that he was actually standing in sewage that death was all around him, that there were even rats crawling on the sewage. I mean, it was just like a horrible place, like we can't even not even imagine. And here is the Apostle Paul in Philippians writing 19 times the word joy or rejoicing or joyful 19 times, four chapters, and that word 19 times. Well, what happens is he's writing and he hears from the Philippian church and there are two sisters that have, are in a conflict and they served with Paul. I mean, Paul knows them and they're in this conflict and it's really disrupting the church. It's disrupting the work of God. And, and Paul, he says, he doesn't panic. He doesn't say, stop everything. He doesn't say, oh, this is so bad. He says, rejoice 
in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Now, I think that's amazing. He, he, in verse three, he urged them to help these women because of what they had done. But in verse four, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. I think he was making a point. I think he was saying, you need to rejoice right now, no matter if they're, they're having a conflict or not, no matter even if they resolve it or they don't resolve it, you need to rejoice always. And I'm telling you, you need to rejoice again. Why was Paul saying that? Because he knew that if they chose to rejoice, that hope would come in their heart. He knew if those two women would start thinking about everything they had to be thankful for and rejoice, he knew that they would see the truth and that they would resolve their problem and they would forgive one another or whatever they needed to do because joy is so, so very powerful. And he's saying to them, you need to choose to rejoice now. Don't freak out because these sisters are having a problem, but rejoice and keep on rejoicing. Hmm. Interesting that Paul is in a horrible prison. If you looked at his situation, if you saw people dying on your left and on your right and horrible sewage and we can't even imagine what it smelled like, what it looked like, what it felt like. And he's telling somebody to rejoice. That's very strong. That's very strong. Because he's saying, I'm rejoicing. Now, if I can rejoice, you need to rejoice. I'm sure right now you can think of somebody who's in a worse situation than you. And maybe, maybe you need to think, you know what? I don't even have a problem compared to that person. I need to rejoice. I need to rejoice. I need to be thankful that I have this, that I have that, that I have this, that I don't have that, and I don't have this. And start rejoicing because when we start rejoicing, the Bible says it gives us strength, but it's very powerful in our attitude and the way that we look at things and the way we treat people and what kind of countenance we have. And, and if we're acting depressed, how many people are acting depressed around you and they have no hope? Well, you see, if you just act like them, you don't give them hope. But if you're rejoicing, if you're saying, oh, I know it's bad, but I can help you. I'll pray for you. Or maybe you make a joke with them. Or maybe you just smile at them. But you see, you're giving something out of your spirit, out of your heart. You're giving something to them that they don't have. And they desperately need. They desperately need your joy. They desperately need your encouragement. Don't you love being around the person that's happy or joyful? Why? Because it, it encourages you. And usually a person that's happy or joyful, maybe they're joking around and, and it just lifts up the atmosphere. 
of the room. And you have that power in you. You have the fruit of the Holy Spirit inside of you called joy. And it is powerful to change the atmosphere in a room. You know, it says that um, in Philippians 4, 5, look at this. It says, let your gentleness be known to all men for the Lord is at hand. Well, gentleness is a real help to being joyful. And I looked up this word gentleness and it means humble, patient, steadfastness, which is able to submit to injustice, disgrace, maltreatment, without hatred and without malice. Now that is real power. If, if we can adjust to something that we can't do anything about, a person who's rude, a person who's unkind, a person who is unjust, and we can't do anything about it, instead of hating them, instead of, of being completely intimidated by them. This gentleness, this power of the Holy Spirit inside of you can help you to go through this without hatred and without malice and trusting in God in spite of it all. That's powerful. You know, you talk about a powerful person. That's a powerful person. The Apostle Paul in that jail, he is so powerful because he's telling people on the outside to rejoice when, he, when he's in the inside of that prison and he has every mm, right in the natural not to rejoice. In fact, he even says in Philippians that he would like to choose to just go on and die and be with the Lord, but he chooses to stay there so that he can be a help to them. Amazing. But you see, he was choosing to rejoice and he was telling them to rejoice. You know, I know of an amazing story, and I want to tell you about it. And it's a woman, and her name is Corey Tin Boone. Now, she's already gone on to be with the Lord, but um, she and her sister, they lived in Germany. And uh, it was um, when they, Hitler was uh, persecuting and killing all of the Jews, well, uh, Corey and her sister, her father, their whole family, they had a very wonderful life, but they, they were Christians. And when, um, when they heard what was happening to some of their Jewish friends, they said, well, we can't just do nothing. And so their hearts went out to the Jews and they hid some of the Jews in their house. Well, uh, of course, the, the German soldiers came into their house looking for these Jews, and um, they found them, and they uh, took the father, uh, and they took Corey and her sister, and they put them in concentration camps. 
Well, it was horrible, horrible situation. And Corey, Corey was so mad, so angry. And her sister was filled with this love. And she would say to Corey, she'd say, Corey, don't hate them. They don't know Jesus. They need our love. They need our forgiveness. Talking about the soldiers that would beat them or, or hardly give them any food to eat or curse them. And her sister would say, you need to love them as God has loved us. You need to forgive them as God has forgiven us. Well, time went by and Corey, her sister didn't face her. She just kept her bad attitude and, and hatred towards the other soldiers and, and uh, the, the way that they were treating them. They took her sister and finally they killed her sister. Well, Corey's so upset. She's like, I, I really hate you now. I hated you before, but now I really hate you. And she was so miserable. And one day, somehow, she, in her misery, she came to God. And she said, God, I'm, I hate them. I don't know what to do, God. I'm miserable. I'm dying in here. My sister's gone. What can I do? And the Holy Spirit, just as kind as he is and wonderful as he is, he ministered to Corey, and Corey forgave those soldiers. She forgave those soldiers for killing her sister, she forgave those soldiers for their maltreatment towards her and others, for the injustice that they endured every day. She forgave them. Corey began to gather other women together, talk about God, and, and, uh, and a good thing happened, but it looks like a bad thing. And where they're where their cells were, there came a lot of lice. Well, that sounds like horrible, of course. But because of the lice, the soldiers wouldn't come near them. And so these ladies praying and talking about God, praying for one another, they had complete privacy because of the lice, because the soldiers wouldn't come near them. Well, a miracle happened. And one day, Corey's name just came up and to the officials, and she was let free out of that prison. And uh, I even got to see her myself in a meeting one time, and she was filled with love and filled with this message of forgiveness. And, and she was filled with joy. Now, I want to say to you something I think is really powerful. She had more power forgiving and rejoicing than hating. Some people think 
And it's easy for us to take that attitude, that our hate, that our resentment, that our judgment, that our criticism, that we're so powerful, or maybe that we, we can protect ourselves with our attitude, our bad attitude. But you see, her forgiveness and her rejoicing was more powerful than her hatred. And I want to show you in a, ver a verse <coughs> about how God looks at controlling ourselves, controlling our emotions, and choosing joy, because that's what we're talking about, being joyful in difficult situations. And it's Proverbs chapter 16, and it's verse 32. And it says, he who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. Wow. If you're slow to anger, if you're forgiving, if you're controlling your emotions and you're rejoicing, you, I, we are better than the mighty. This is God's opinion. And he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. Now it says, not only are we better than the mighty, but if we choose to rule our spirit, if we choose to say, you know, this is bad, but I have the Holy Spirit inside of me and I am going to re choose to rejoice because he's inside of me, that fruit's inside of me, and I am going to rejoice through, the, through this situation. I'm not going to be in a discouragement to others. I'm going to be an encouragement to others. And the Bible says that you're stronger than the mighty, and also you're stronger than one who can even take a city. Now, we all have great respect for generals through the ages, through the wars, through the centuries. We even know their names of these great, great leaders who conquered cities, who conquered countries, and we even built statues to them. But according to God's opinion, if you and I, if we control our own spirit, and we say, you know what? I'm going to forgive that person. You know what? I'm going to rejoice. I'm just going to flat rejoice because I can. And I'm going to be encouraging. If we choose that, the Bible says that we are better than the mighty, stronger than the mighty, and stronger and more powerful than those who take a city. Now, that's the word of God, and that's God's opinion. That's how he looks at our attitude, our choices, when we say, you know, God, this is bad. You know I don't like this. Or you know I'm afraid. Or God, you know that wasn't fair. But God, I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to rejoice because you're my God. I'm going to rejoice because you're the glory and you're the lifter of my head. I'm going to rejoice because you live inside of me. I'm going to rejoice because you never leave me. I'm going to rejoice because the Holy Spirit's inside of me and he's never going to leave me. 
I am going to rejoice, then you are one powerful person. Again, just think for one more second about Corey Tim Boone and the power that she had with her hatred and her unforgiveness. She had little power, but with her forgiving and her rejoicing, she had great power and was released from that prison. Do you need to be released from a prison of unforgiveness and, and feeling sorry for yourself or discouragement? Choose joy. Father, I pray for my friend right now that they'll just make that decision right now. I'm going to choose joy. I'm going to smile and I'm going to believe God for my situation in Jesus' name. Friend, I love you. Thank you for being with me and I'll see you next time. Women are powerful and very influential, but what kind of power and influence they have depends on what has happened inside their hearts. The Bible tells us of women like Jezebel, a woman who had no touch of God in her heart and used her influence to destroy her husband, her sons, and her nation. But the Bible also gives examples of women who were supportive, godly, helpful, and delivering. In this amazing 10-part series, 10 Powerful Women with Rick and Denise Renner, you will learn about an unnamed woman who changed history, a woman God radically changed, a woman who saved her nation, a woman who was delivered of demons by Jesus, a woman who gave her living room to Jesus, a woman preacher in the New Testament. Whether you are a man or a woman, this powerful series will help you embrace who God wants you to be and is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we are also offering you the book, All the Women of the Bible. The world needs men and women to embrace their God-given destiny and to make a difference in the lives of those around them. This book is filled with examples of 400 named and unnamed women of the Bible, and it is amazing. We know it will be a blessing to you. This insightful book by Herbert Lockyer can be yours for just $19. Don't miss this special offer, this series, 10 Powerful Women, and the book, All the Women of the Bible. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. My name is Joel Renner, coming to you from Moscow, Russia, and I want to say thank you to all of our ministry partners. Your support has allowed us to help special needs children in Russia. Because of you, we are able to help children with disabilities. Because of your gifts, we are able to give them attention and care. We're even able to provide outings for their parents where they can enjoy their children as a family with no worries or concerns. Your gifts have lifted their burdens. Often children with disabilities don't leave their apartments for extended periods due to the difficulty of getting around this mega city of Moscow. So when they come to an event especially designed for them, it is a truly special time. Several times a year, we put on a children's musical that are based on Bible stories so these children can learn about God's Word and His great love for them. Parents and grandparents who accompany them fill the church in anticipation for this outreach. When you give to Renner Ministries, you can bring joy to these children and give them the hope of God's Word. It happens because of the support of partners. But there are so many more that need your help. Will you consider joining us as a partner today so we can continue helping these beautiful children? Without your support, we simply cannot do this. Please call or go online right now. When generous, caring people like you give, we are able to give these children with special needs the care and attention they need 
so desperately to help these beautiful children and their families. Please call us or go online to renter.org. Through your donations of any size, we can continue to make a huge difference in these children's lives.